0: what's up what's up everybody this is Carmine Davis and you are listening to the peak position number 68 on the Spotify podcast chart successful podcast the Carmine Davis show we charted we charted, we charted, we charted, we charted, we charted And apparently this is not our first time charting It's just the first time that I actually listened or read my emails um, for one of my producers And we've charted at least five times So I've literally just, I don't know what I've been doing But welcome to the show How are you doing? I am great. I'm great. I'm great. I'm beaming. I'm so excited. Okay, before we start off and I tell you how how this all happened and whatever, and when I realize all that bullshit, make sure you follow, rate, subscribe, like. Okay, so check it. Okay, so I was just here yesterday, minding my own BI, you know, doing what I do best, you know, chill, meditate. I made um, an announcement this week, um, make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Um, if you haven't been on my Instagram, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis. Check out that announcement. It was our Valentine's Day photo shoot, little thing that I did. Um, inspired by um, some of my favorite pop princesses. <laughs> um, the photo shoot, kind of my take on it. Like um from a m- mask, what is masculinity meets femininity? You know, blah, 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 blah. And uh, great photos, showing my little stomach, my look good, you know, body positivity and whatever. I look good, good. And I wanted to flaunt it for Valentine's Day and announce um, my new project that's coming out. Um, and as you guys will see, that will roll out as we go. As we are also another side note, we are five episodes away from the season finale of the Carmine Davis show. We're going on a month hiatus. Um, The last show will be March the 18th and my next project will launch literally the next day. So March 19th, so you won't be missing me, child. And then we will re-premiere Bigger and Better. And I've got some really, really cool um guests and all that coming down the pipeline. And um, we're just taking a month off to reproduce. Um what you regroup and do it bigger and better? So I'm excited about that. Um You have no idea how like like taxing it is to do um, a little podcast. Like it's it's kind of taxing and takes a little bit of time. (laughs) I'm not even gonna front. But anyway, so anyway, like I was saying about how I found out I charted. So again, minding my business, doing my bi, and um, or minding my bi, doing my business, and and um, I was looking through my emails for something. It was something from um um dot took me uh, a while ago and i saw um a subject title um updated chart or something like that and i kind i don't know if i skipped through them there were like five or six emails and i opened it and it was like a link to um the chart database website and it was like congratulations 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 and it was like all these different charts um places that we charted all across the world and the last episode charted um it peaked at number what was 68 um which is a great start like I mean like I wanted to chart um I wanted just to chart and I had no idea that we had done it like four or five times across the world and now I want to do of course my next goal as a Capricorn I want to be the top 50 worldwide um, so on the worldwide, uh, Spotify podcast chart, or is it, is that how it works? Yeah. Worldwide. So that's the goal. <laughs> now that we, my only goal doing this was just to chart. And now that I found out we did it like five times, you know, and, and the cool thing about that, the, the weird part about the charts, now I have to pay attention like every fucking day. If it feels like after we release an episode, because you know, it's day to day. So like one minute you're on it one minute you're off one minute you're 50 next you're 110 next thing you're off like so I have never paid attention to the charts on Spotify the podcast I knew it was there I don't look at it I didn't know it was a big thing I thought I'd be notified or something like that but I guess I was notified but that's exciting I'm so excited like it feels so surreal because I don't know I thought that I would be like there would be balloons and like (laughs) like fireworks or something, I guess normally for any other person uh, who has uh, people, some hustlers around them, or, you know, who's seen my hustle or something like that, you feel like, I, I feel like somebody should be sending me some shit, or there should be some kind of party or something like that, but I don't have those type of friends and business partners, so they're just like, okay, congratulations for doing your job, and um, do it again, <laughs> 68, that's it, you know, so. Yeah, but that's enough of my um, incessant abuse that I endure. Let's hop into the hot topic. (laughs) This week, of course, the hot topic is from no other than Love B. Scott. And it is about this like whole mess with, I don't know, Lorian Gibson. Now, if you don't remember who Lorian Gibson is, um, you know, her boom, boom cat. From making the band Um, She was um, most notable For the boom 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 Cat boom boom cat cat Boom from making the band with Danny Kane, she choreographed the girls For like one album and kind of dipped off On their asses but you know she was Gaga's Choreographer for a very 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 long time She did the Judas choreography The um, I want to say she did um, Born This Way And all that But Lorian Gibson says Lady Gaga fired her via email because she was taking too much spotlight. (sighs) Okay, so I'm thinking just like you. Okay, trust me. Okay, but we're going to hold our criticism until after I read it because I haven't read this and I have no idea what this is about. So we're going to read through it, process it, and unpack together, okay? So, all right, Laurieann Gibson, famed choreographer and Lady Gaga's former creative director, says Gaga once fired her by email because the people around Gaga thought I was taking too much spotlight. Gibson, 51, helped build Gaga, 34, into a superstar with her debut album, The Fame Monster, and was the creative brains behind the singer's Monster Ball tour. Gibson eventually started creating for other stars like Katy Perry and even dipped her toes into the fashion world with Naomi Campbell. But in her new book, Dance Your Dance, Eight Steps to Unleash Your Passion and Live, Gibson describes how others in Gaga's camp wanted her to focus solely on the Born This Way star. Gibson told Page Six, at that point, I was fully immersed into continuing to build what was now a number one iconic brand. And then to be able to collaborate with the greatest model on earth, I was extending my creativity far past music. That version of me was euphorically happy and the beginning of me really understanding my creativity, creative ability and how it would impact pop culture. But in 2011, her relationship with Gaga soured and they parted ways due to yes-against. Yes, people around the singer. Yes-against, that's cute. She writes in the book, I'm convinced the falling out between Lady Gaga and me wasn't about the two of us at all. Instead, some of the people around her thought I shouldn't be working with other artists. They thought that I was going taking too much spotlight even though I didn't want her spotlight she wrote just as I realized this chatter was happening Gaga fired me in an email I'm not even sure she wrote it herself Gibson writes she added to page 6 working with Gaga was undoubtedly a very exciting time for me because prior to that I had done making the band I had worked with Missy Elliott the Jonas Brothers of Dixie Chicks I would work with the greats once Gaga's then manager Vincent Herbert brought me Gaga, obviously it was not the brand the world got introduced to, but I was able to pull all aspects of my ability into this young artist and it worked. She said, the Emmy the nominated choreographer explains the purpose of dance is to share principles that will propel you to your best life. The book is not an auto, not autobiographical. It's about eight steps to unleash your passion and live your dreams that are supported by some real life situation that I had to go through in order to get in revelations for the lesson. She said, I talk about the steps in the process. Greatness is the process. Grace, greatness is in the process. It's okay to go through challenging times because you come out the version of yourself that will eventually live the dream. Gaga's rep did not comment. Okay. Hmm. Wow. Well, okay. So let's unpack. Okay. So I'm going to, uh, from what I gather from that, and Lorianne Gibson, if you know anything about Lorianne Gibson, she's talking around the subject. Um, I feel like she is referring to Gaga and basically long story short, she created Gaga. Well, is what she's trying to say. And I feel like even choosing those times, the dates and all that, very significant time in Lady Gaga's career when Ann Gibson worked with her. That is the Gaga that we have known and loved, And we gravitate And when we think of Gaga We think of those times Not that I'm saying that we don't You know Appreciate Gaga Post 2011 And all that But Gaga Of 2009 Born this way Gaga Was prime Gaga You know what I'm saying Like and after, shortly after that is kind of when there became a decline in Gaga as far as creativity is concerned. Even though I feel like she gave us some of the, her greatest stuff like during those times, and she did not really let up off of it, but I felt like it was kind of like a continuation of what she's done with Lorianne Gibson. Do you, if that makes any sense, like everybody she went to afterwards just picked up the ball from Lorianne Gibson and just kind of. Kind of tried to continue to do What Lorianne and her built together um, I'm not totally sure how much Of it was just completely Lorianne Gibson I want to believe That Gaga Had some kind Of um, Creative Control in the I, I I don't believe Her when she's like she created like She saw Gaga and created this thing But looking back on it I, I, I don't think I like this. <laughs> like, like uh, unpacking it and saying it out loud is. I don't think I liked this whole story. I don't like what's going on right now with Loriane Gibson and Lady Gaga. I don't know if I don't like the revelation because ideally I wanted to believe that it was all Lady Gaga's um, brainchild. But looking back on it all, I could totally see how it was all Loriane Gibson. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I like. For the longest time, and I, I don't remember, I remember seeing Lorianne Gibson and I remember her name being um, aligned with her and knowing that name from her work with Honey and Diddy and making the band and the Danny Kane girls and Missy Elliott and all those people. I remember Lorianne and I, I thought of her fondly and I thought, I think she is a choreographer, like a creative genius. But when I thought about Gaga, I don't know, maybe they pushed her so, wow, they did think she took up the spotlight laurian gibson was kind of this is what i'm gathering from just taking it all in i could totally see how laurian gibson was kind of so kind of big to the point where they couldn't ignore her name in the credits like people knew who she was but ideally gaga's credibility and stuff like that that kind of was a threat to Gaga's credibility as an artist. Like I, the the big thing about Gaga that we love about her is that Gaga created this idea and Gaga, this is such a Gaga moment and Gaga came up with this process and Gaga came up with these steps and these are so Gaga. And realizing that there's a black woman at the helm of all this that kind of came up with all of these moves and all this visuals and all this that and the third or had a large hand in it, it's kind of a threat to Gaga's, you know, brand and knowing that this is such a large person who is actually out and about with people. She's working with Katy Perry. She's actually giving bits and pieces of her creativity to other people that actually is showing that Gaga's creativity is not only just not hers, but it's something that could be given to someone else. Like I I, I could totally see why that could be threatening. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, or am I going down a rabbit hole? Like I totally, I, I wow, I cannot not unsee it. Like all of that stuff. Like if you think about Gaga's music, wow. Like if you think about her music and all that, her music probably gotten. Her, her music is still great. Like her, because that is Gaga's thing. Is the music and fashion, of course, that's Gaga. But as far as like creativity all those visuals and the fame monster tour and all those big shows that she did and all those music videos and those steps and those infamous, the bad romance choreography that was Lorianne. Wow. And it has never been the same since Lorianne has left. Like there's, there hasn't really been a, there has not been like a huge video Or like performance that I can think about that was so, wow. Like as big as it was after Lady, wow. Like, of course, don't get me wrong. Gaga stands like little monsters. Listen, listen, listen to me. Good. I am a Gaga fan. I love Lady Gaga music since like, I feel like actually the music has been so incredible. Gaga has done some incredible music post-2011. Don't get me wrong. But when I think about. Wow. 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 Like, okay, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let's, okay, that date. Let's look up the videos from 2011. Wow. Oh my God. So art, Art Pop came after Cheek to Cheek. Um, Joanne and a wow, Chromatica. Wow, like none of those gave us anything. They were all just kind of, um, they they were just kind of it was we by the 2011 Gaga's brand was just kind of submitted um cemented and then so now that she just had people come in and kind of redo everything that she's done but even the choreography looks like a spoof like I was talking to my friend um about her stupid love video and I loved the song her music to me is you know top tier I, I, it's Lady Gaga musically that pen that vocal that voice that production everything I even love our pop like I'm a fan of Gaga's but visually and performance wise and music videos and all those stage it has been literally kind of her trying to continue what she did and built with Laurie Ann Gibson but failing wow like, you can tell that there are different choreographers, probably white men. You know, this, okay, listen. Listen. Now, listen to me before I say this. Uh, trigger warning, but you know how it is. You know what they say if you lose a black woman? On uh, a white gay. White men, white gay men, y'all have this whole um, thing where y'all, especially the white gay men oh my god they period 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 poo who gonna fight me who gonna you know y'all know what i'm talking about like white gay men want to be a black woman so badly they think black men black gay men want to be you find you a white gay man honey like you know what i'm talking about like but anyway They probably, the choreography has been done by white men, white gay men, and it shows. I love my white gay men, but they have been the they, Lorian, girl, uh, Gaga, Lorian, make it right before this kind of gets out of hand. Um, child, because uh, I'm sure them checks, Lorian is doing alright but I'm sure she could use a Gaga check. Um, I love how she kind of was indirect but direct about that conversation and what happened, but still very um sweet about it in the in, the weird, in, the, in a roundabout way, but she kind of did say, "I build Gaga." And now that she said so, I believe it because now I'm looking back at the receipts after Lorianne Gibson left the camp. I I art pop, even the music videos and art pop, they were no like there was what was like wow, like there was no real big choreography moment. Gaga used to dance like a sister, and now I know why because it was a sister at the helm. Like, oh my god. But shout out to Gaga for being able to step into those shoes and dig in deep and get with Laurieann, child, because that ain't no hoe to be dancing next to. And If you don't know what that means, like, that ain't no punk. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Laurieann is a serious, a serious dancer. She's a serious creative um, force. And congratulations on your book, girl. What if? Okay. Moving on, moving on, moving on. We go into the second segment. All the time is always about music, the music, the artist spotlight. We talk about our particular person. Last week we talked about Britney Spears' child and that documentary during the last week. Before we go on, b- 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 before we move on you're just tuning in, um, maybe you just got in a carpool with your homegirl, y'all heading to work, unless you're in Dallas or in my hometown, of Mississippi, then you sit in your ass at the house, honey, and you are just listening to me vent um, and talk shit. Make sure you follow, subscribe, like, rate, review, um, and um, comment on this podcast because I don't do it for my health. You know, get me up there. Like I told you, I want to be on the tippy top. I want to be in at least top 50 worldwide before I die. It doesn't have to be now, you know, I mean, but let's make it happen. Okay. The second segment, like I said, is always about um, music, the music spotlight, the artist spotlight, um, where we discuss um, artists, groups, um, albums, songs, um, and concepts that I have just ran them out, run them out. Random out concepts that I have regarding um, music, my favorite subject. And this week, I want to talk about um, a bitch who's got some hits, and how I feel like we don't talk about her musically. This generation, I feel like we talk about her in more of a style preference, but we don't really talk about her musically, and that is fucking share. Now, this is about to get really, really gay. And that's cool. Get over it. This is a gay podcast. Um, you know, I'm gay, you know, whatever. But I feel like this is something that even you heteros out there can appreciate. Cher is that girl. Musically, and it's not just believe if you hear snoring, that is Luna. She will not sleep in her cage. She is sleeping like on me right now. while I record. She is Luna is my, she's three now, four years old, four-year-old Pitbull, my baby girl. I adopted her, and she is my pride and joy. She's so bad, but she is my everything. So if she wants to sleep right next to me, she'll sleep, but she snores. So forgive me. But anyway, Cher is that girl. And musically, I want to cause attention to her career because I think in a world where the I feel like people these gay especially in my my generation we only acknowledge Beyonce as the end all beginning and all of music and performance which is you know okay you know sure but Sherilyn Sarkisian or however her last name Sarkisian she was born May the twentieth, nineteen forty six. Does not that make her a Taurus? I think that makes her a Taurus. Yeah, she's a Taurus. I knew I liked her. Okay. Y'all know how I love Tauruses. But she's an American singer, songwriter, actress, and television personality, commonly referred to by the media as the goddess of pop. She has been described as embodying female autonomy in a male-dominated industry. She is known for her distinctive contralto singing voice, And for having worked in numerous areas of entertainment as well as adopting a variety of styles and appearances throughout her six decade long career. 60 fucking years. 60 years. She has been active in 1963. My mother was not even born then. Does that make any sense? So like. This woman's career, she has a career that's longer than my mother's eight. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is not a, then she's still going. Like, she ain't a hoe. You know what I mean? Like, this woman has a career. You know, when you tell girls, you know, like Mariah Carey, oh, y'all been around for so long. You know, a bitch, like, share. I mean, like. Old ass songs. Like, I mean, these, her fucking songs could be in a damn Bible, bitch. Like, in a hymnal, some damn where. Like, <laughs> but I want to start with the 70s with Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. It was an album that she released in 1971. An album that she released in 1971. This is a woman right now who is active still a big deal like she's a girl like she's she's one she could be she's like one of those girls she's in the industry she's still working and she released an album in 1971 her first album was released in 1965 her first solo album was released in 1965 and I don't want to give this is not about to be a biography of Cher hopefully one day we'll get a movie but that's gonna be that's I mean damn even that movie is gonna be long as hell like you know like my ex used to tell me all the time, I think God keeps forgetting to cut Cher off. Like, this is a woman who's been around a long time and looks amazing. But anyway, Gypsy's Tramps and Thieves, which hosts the song Gypsy's Tramps and Thieves. Everything. I was only 16, he was 25. You got to, and I, I'm naming these songs. This is basically me just naming a bunch of songs that you need to go through and Girls, get your life. Dark Lady on Half Breed album. She has an album named Half Breed. In 1973, she released that. Dark Lady is amazing. I mean, think about the drama. <sighs> Dark Lady, that album cover is every fucking thing. Get into Cher, but her music also, besides the fact that every album cover is a, is a brag in itself. Like, I mean, this bitch's album covers, every single one of them is every fucking thing. Like every fucking thing. Prisoner, that album cover, like Cher has, I don't even know if I could be honest, I don't know all these albums by heart, but I know the album covers. But I kind of what where her music kind of becomes more cohesive for me, where I'm like, all right, this is where we're at. This is where my groove is, is on the Share album that came out in 1987. And the, I found someone. That song. The thing I love about Cher's music is that it has so much drama. It was made for the gays. Like, it was made for the drama. It was made for the stage. It was these huge declarations, these torch songs, these um, kiss-offs, these powerful ballads about love, um, the finding strength after heartbreak, which is so funny because that became the idea of her big song, Believe, but... We are not there yet. That was 2000s. We're still in 1970s where 1987 where Cher released. I found someone to take away the heartache. So we already have like four songs that you need to go to listen to right now. Dark Lady, "Gypsies, Tramps and Thieves. Um, um, what is it? Uh, Half Breed. Uh, and then now we have I found someone. And then my song, my my album from her. Um, Heart of Stone was released in 1989, which of course, I love the name of the album, Heart of Stone. I want my name to to be that way. It, she was just so strong. And even when she's talking about regret, like regretting being the one thing I think about, if I could turn back time, it sounds like a song, especially the song album was released in 1989. It sounds like a song that a man should be singing, not just because of Cher's contralto voice that was so androgynous, but the subject matter, like at that time, women were writing songs about how men did them wrong and how they're waiting on their lover. And I'm waiting for him to come back. And Cher was the one who bruised her man with her words she was mean to him singing a song about she had her having regret regret of being too strong for him and verbally assaulting this man and wishes she could do you know go back and be a little bit more fragile for her sensitive ass man you know what i'm saying like in 1989 like this is a song that I, a man should do or be able to do and Cher is singing it with such conviction that you forget that this song could have been written for a man. In 1989, women were not singing songs like this often. Not this way. This is a rock song about, you know, being too strong for your partner or, you know, having a very sensitive partner. And this was a woman just like Jesse James on the same album. I love the song. She went from rock and roll, giving us this whole country swang to it, similar to like what Shania Twain would end up doing like 10 years later. But it's such a um, honky tonk um, dive bar. Like, uh, dude, I love this song. Like, baby, are you looking for some trouble tonight? All right. I love Just Like Jesse James. I love Just Like Jesse. If you can give it, I can take it. And if it... A girl, this is my fucking song. Okay, but I love the swing of it. And then I love the album title, Heart of Stone. I love this album, Get Into Heart of Stone. It's such a good song. It's such beautifully done. It's very acoustic kind of... um, Especially at that time in nineteen eighty nine or whatever, you know, she really took it and kept it very vocal, stripped, driven, um, um guitar driven, and you got to get into it. Okay, love hurts is everything. I love one small step. I'll never stop loving you. Um, who you gonna believe? I love those songs, and then it's a man's world, the um album that came out in nineteen ninety five, um was cute. But, you know, this is where all my girls, my millennials, no share. And that's Believe that dropped in 1998. Um That completely changed music with that um synthesizer and bringing like, she was around the time when, you know, Lo and Ricky Martin, all those people were making like cl- music for the clubs. And I remember everybody was thinking about Y2K and dance was, a big thing at that time. It was coming a resurgence of dance and Cher ushered it in. Believe was ahead of its time. People were making, we're still making music like this because of Cher. Like techno techno, and all that was kind of a big deal for techno artists, but someone to bring it into the pop forefront, a pop singer, one of the pop bitches like we call them doing it was not popular. Cher was the first one to bring it in strong enough I don't need your sympathy. There's nothing you can do to me. Cause I'm strong enough. to do, 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 strong enough. She, I heard, I mean, I'm telling you her music is for the girls. The, it's such a. Where did you sleep last night? Oh my God, live in proof. She dropped in her album, live in proof. Um, like what was it like to almost damn near 10 years later after that. But then I kind of got into share musically. This is when I got into share. I got into share during, um uh, close to the truth that she dropped in 2013. Um, I was like, how old was I like, I was a young tenderoni in 2013. um, I first got into, this is my first Cher album that I got into and I loved it because she dropped, um, I was 18 and I, (laughs) she dropped a woman's world. And I love that album, I mean, that song. I thought it was such a strong song and I love the beat and I loved how I was like, oh my God, I have a share song that I actually like. And then I realized that I had so many share songs that I like. And then the whole album is a bop. Um, "Dress to Kill, Take It Like a Man. Well, if you want my love, you gotta take it like a man. And then... <laughs> i walk alone and favorite scars. I hope you find it. And of course, like most of millennial gays, I got into her through Christina Aguilera on, um, burlesque, even though I hated burlesque, I'm probably like the only gay who doesn't, I'm not that gay. I'm not a musical gay. You know what I'm saying? Even though I love the idea. I love performing in musicals, but I don't like watching them. (laughs) Like I, I could perform in musicals and I will, you know, I don't want to watch them. So there's that. But nonetheless, I love Cher. I think the girls need to stop just looking at Cher and pulling from Cher um, as a visual aid. And which, I mean, honestly, there's a lot. she She is feeding and there's a lot to eat here. You know what I'm saying? But... You know, I feel like Cher is definitely someone who we need to get into musically and we need to appreciate her and go through and I'm giving you girls homework. You girls are going to do your assignments, listen to those songs, listen to those albums, and just get into Cher as a musician. Music like musically. I don't know. You might be, and I might be the only one who has not gotten to share, but y'all don't give enough share, uh, give enough credit to share for me and y'all will do y'all's work. And that's all. That's it. That's the post. That's the, (laughs) that's the, um, segment get into share musically, not just as a visual, Cause of course we all love Cher. That bone straight long hair, and those you know gorgeous jawbone, that jawline, and those everything, her fashion, you know, um, whatevs. But her as a performer, as a vocalist, as a musical pioneer, a pop pioneer, um, a pop goddess, you know, is y'all don't talk enough about that to me, and we will this week. So there's that. Anyway, before we go on to the next segment, uh, make sure you rate, like, review, um, and uh, what is it, share this podcast, because I don't do it for my health, baby, and then make sure you go follow us on all our socials, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis, Twitter.com slash Carmine Davis, do all of that, Um, run it up, run it up, run it up. And I can't believe we're only like five. This is the, we have five shows um, away until the season finale. And I take a month hiatus. Wow. Like, and I have, I, it, it still feels like I. it's just too much shit to be, too much shit going on. I have so much shit going on, like, but I can't wait for y'all to see what we're going to do when we come back and who I have and everybody, like everybody keeps on flaking on the show. I'm not going to lie. I had someone lined up last month. And I had three celebrity interviews lined up last week. I mean, last month. And then everybody just kind of scaled back and moved back. And then one particular artist who I will never forget kind of just fell out of contact. So far, I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to read them. But I give them two more months and I'm going to expose them. But (laughs) tell them about their motherfucking selves. You know what I'm saying? Like... Because it wouldn't be me if I couldn't keep it a buck, but next season I'm not. I'm not playing with you hoes. Um. But yeah, let's go into the third segment. The third segment is about love and relationships, and mostly sex. We talk about sex a lot in this segment, but recently we've kind of dialed it back. Talked about some real, um, serious, you know, relationship topics, and this week is no so different. but uh, mm, okay it depends on who you're asking but I feel like ghosting is serious it's a serious issue that we're having here um in the dating world I don't understand it I don't get it even though I sometimes ghost myself but I wouldn't call what I do ghosting I usually tell people exactly why I don't fuck with them anymore like with everything going on in the world and You know what I mean? Like you got to choose your people carefully and you have to be able to, I guess maybe I am not as careful with what the things I say. Like sometimes I'm like, you know, yuck nigga, like your mouth is, I can't stand talking to you because I can't stand looking at your mouth or, um, no, I'm not trying to fuck you. I just want a free meal or, you know, you remind me too much of my ex and I'm trying to get over that nigga and I don't got time to get on to another one. So now cosmopolitan.com is giving us some perfect responses for 28 breakup situate text messages that we can send to just basically anyone about any fucking thing. Okay, so one for the person who refuses to wear a mask over their nose, you know, that one who is not taking any of the shit seriously, no matter where we go, you know what I mean? One, I am doing everything I can to keep myself and my family healthy, including taking on the necessary precautions. At this time, I think it's best for us to part ways. It's been really fun getting to know you. Or two, thanks for the coffee yesterday. It was fun. But unfortunately, due to your general lack of care for other people's health, I don't think it's going to work. Two, for the person whose idea of a social distance bubble is 100 people. I have enjoyed getting to know you, but I have to be honest with you. I'm not comfortable socializing with anyone that's not following public health guidance to prevent the spread of COVID-19. It's been great learning more about you, but I think it's best if we end things here. Three, for the person who thinks COVID-19 is a hoax. My health is a major priority for me, and I have serious concerns about the impact that COVID-19 has had on myself, my family, and friends. I know that you do not share these concerns, which leaves us at a crossroads. Because of your stance on this, I think it's best we part ways. I hope you can understand. Four, the person who who only wants a booty call. It's been cool getting to know you, but I am looking for more than just a hookup. Good luck with everything. Five, for the person who you went on one date with who keeps following up. It was really nice meeting you, but I just don't see things working. Six, for the person who went on a few dates, who you went on a few dates with and just aren't interested in, I love spending time with you, but I don't think it's going to work in the long run. Seven, for the person who feels more like a good friend than a romantic partner, it's been super fun hanging out with you, but I think I get more of a friend vibe between us. I would love to still hang out if you're down. Eight, for the person who likes you more than you like them, I think you're great, but we just want different things and I don't think it's going to work nine for the person who has a finance job sleeps on a blow-up mattress and only texts after midnight I have a lot going on right now and just need to focus on myself thanks for understanding or sorry your lifestyle is a little too chaotic for me I'm not interested 10 for the person who just really wasn't good in bed hey it's been a while since I've had this kind of intimacy with someone who it and made it ugh, and it made me realize I'm not super ready for a relationship. I'm sorry. Or you're great, but I don't really feel a romantic connection. Eleven, for the person whose pol- politics are drastically different than your own. I'm so sorry. But with your son in Virgo and mine in Gemini, it's just not going to work out for me. <laughs> or sorry, but I literally cannot date someone who voted for Trump. We have completely different values. It's not for me. 12, for the person who isn't as cool as the, per- other, as the other person you recently went on a date with. One, to be honest, I think you're really sweet, but I met someone else and I want to focus on that. Sorry. Or if you want to keep it real, thanks for hanging out with the, me the other night. But I have to be honest and tell you, I have to see where things are going with this other person. 13, for the person you've had on, had led on for too long because you were trying to decide if you like them. One, I am really sorry to do this, but the more we hang out, the more I realize the spark is missing between us. I hope you hope you understand, or I'm sure you feel the same way, but as much fun as I've had the past few weeks, I don't see things working out in the long term. Fourteen, and finally, for the person who wasn't who you thought they were, i.e. they turned out to be an asshole and undeserving of your time, block their number, <laughs> that was kind of cute okay well that's the show y'all I can't believe I charted last week and I can't believe I would have never known I've charted like four or five times I'm off of it I'm off of it now I'm going to pay attention to my emails and like look at the charts but anyway I thank y'all so much for listening um only four more episodes after this one and then we're going on a month hiatus but I cannot wait until March the 19th to share with y'all this project that I've been working on. Whew, wish me luck. I love y'all. And if you're in Dallas or any of the Southern States with this horrible weather, stay positive. Um, my close friends and my family um, are dealing with the same thing. I'm praying for them every night I'm keeping y'all in my prayers. Um, stay triumphant. stay um, positive, stay Stay prayed up and I will see y'all next week. God bless.